0: The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe.
1: Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts Johnny Mags and Messy Mike. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? Coming to you live from the Studio
2: 21 Podcast Cafe in beautiful Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you'd normally talk around the pit. As always, I'm joined by Messy Mike.
1: Bueller? No, no Messy. Bueller?
2: Anybody? Bueller? (laughs) This is more of a clean show today, right? Yeah. No, Mike Mike has an an important... uh, Had an appointment this afternoon that uh, he could not miss. So he might be here running a little late, or he might not, but that's all right. He's got a a couple things in the works, that boy.
1: kind of means more for us,
2: doesn't it? More for us. Look, we got a little, we got snacks today. We got snacks, we got wine, we got cigars, we got key lime pie. Jesus. Woo! We're doing all right. So today, this was a long time in the making, Ed. This idea came about back in September, and today we're talking dry-aging, and who better to talk dry-aged steaks than, as far as I'm concerned, the dry-aged guru, our friend from the Florida Minacana Cigars, Mr. Jonathan Carney. Well, welcome
3: to the show, brother. It's great to finally make this happen. We, you are been, one busy man. Yeah, on <laughs> top of on top of my uh, my priorities as uh, the vice president of sales for La Florida Minicana, premium cigars uh, out of the Dominican Republic, I uh, I, I uh, your schedule is wild as well, and, and to try to cross everybody's schedules together uh, when we talked about this originally in September. Uh, it's been challenging so we finally pulled it off and it worked out well weather is nice I, i'm gonna tell you i might have avoided it because i, I hibernate during the winter months so when, when i didn't answer an email or we were playing <laughs> uh, tag back and forth i i might have just been doing it because of the weather <coughs> oh that's fine i can't blame you you're in where are you at of now miami so i i uh, i'm out of miami uh, that's where our company's based out of in coral gables which is south miami where the university of miami is at and uh, I'm from Maine. Yes. So what's going to end up happening at the end of this podcast, since I'm drinking wine, uh, my New England accent's going to come back a little bit, and y- you have one. <laughs> so uh, so that'll be back. But I'm out of Miami, but I, I'm from Maine originally, and I spend a lot of the summer uh, back up in Maine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate that my family uh, has kept my family home up in that yeah. area. And it was, a, it was a house that was kind of built to, to uh, harbor two crazy children, myself and my sister. Uh, along with my mother and father so we we have kind of my dad calls it the resort okay so what i do is i retire back i'm a snowbird so during the the winter months i winter months i'm down in miami In the summer i come back up to maine uh so i become a mainer from may to about september every year um so yeah yeah so miami's great but what we're going to be talking about today is uh can be done anywhere but it's better served and it's more enjoyable at maine because i do it outside and it's more of a more of a barbecue setting, and and uh, I think for me, nothing screams, uh, screams the pit, screams the barbecue, screams steak, screams fire like cooking outside in the middle of the woods. Oh, absolutely can't can't disagree there. That's for sure.
2: Jonathan, did you have you met Mister Jonathan?
3: I'm not aware who this is. Are we on the? This is United Podcast Network. Yes, yes, it is. Um, th- that's the the there's a there's a the Cigar Authorities on there, correct? Or they, this is correct. still there? <laughs> yes. Okay. I may have met Jonathan before. <laughs> it's <not Mr>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there it is. I was waiting for that. Ah. So, yeah, so we're finally talking dry age, and you have put in front of me two things of absolute
3: beauty. If I'm not mistaken, New York Strip. So, we got two 50 day dry age prime New York Strips bone in. Oh. Uh, both of them are 17 ounces. Um we're going to jump into those in a bit. But how this how how our relationship started uh here was um was through cigars. Yeah. Um so I I started with the company I'm working for about 8 years ago. I've been the vice president of sales for 6. Actually my 8 year anniversary is this week.
1: Oh, nice. uh, congratulations. The first
3: 8 years ago to this day practically I was actually uh, doing the Cigar Authority podcast. Um, so this is kind of where I started with cigars, and it's fun to kind of bring it full circle. Steak is a passion of mine, specifically dry-aged steak. And how you and I connected up was through uh, through an anniversary event we were at uh, with cigars, and you followed me on social media, uh, where you found where one of my other passions is, is red meat. <laughs> um, I, coincidentally, I grew up in the restaurant business. Okay. So it's always kind of been in my blood, but the last, I'd say, six years... Uh, I've really taken a passion on to not just dry aged beef, but the art of actually cooking it the correct way. I yeah. have got a lot of opinions on that, um, which we'll probably get into. Uh, but that's how you and I connected up, which was really interesting. And it's fun because when I go around and do my actual job, um, the number of people that I connect up with on steak, wine, um, is almost as big as my cigar presence. <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of become... My mantra, coincidentally, did uh, not a bad thing, I was in the hospital a week and a half ago uh, for something that was not, uh, not crazy, I'm fine, I'm, my health is perfect, I'm a stallion. Perfect. American perfect. stallion. Everything's good. Um, but coincidentally, in the cigar business, I did take a cholesterol test. So the cigar world is waiting to see my cholesterol test. <laughs> if it comes back <laughs> perfect, I will be publishing it on social media. <laughs> um, but until then, I'm going to keep eating in the way that I am. But I, I'm assuming it's going to come back fine because I haven't heard anything yet. But uh, it's been fun to watch, uh, watch something I'm passionate about. Uh, be something that other people are passionate about oh, yeah. and which comes which has come full circle sitting here uh doing my first non uh, cigar related uh type podcast so this is uh this is something I'm looking forward well, to yeah and and they do kind of the 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 words all blend together but They definitely do for me
2: I don't <laughs> you know, know if they you know, do for absolutely. anyone else absolutely I'll be sitting there and are we are we having the pits and the grill's fired up and the thing. and I got you know I got a cold beer in one hand I got the fire and everything in
3: front of me and I got a cigar in the other, and it just it just rolls in all together. That that's my summer. My summer is I have an outdoor kitchen area. It sounds cooler than what it is, but I have a smoker, a big grill. I have a charcoal grill. I got seating for about twelve people. And what I do is my uh, my group of friends. So uh, fortunately, I have my group of friends from growing up are still my closest friends. They're all like family to me. And um, it's my back deck is kind of like a revolving group of who's showing up based off of what I'm cooking. <laughs> and uh, they always know they come back and we sit and have cigars and smoke. Uh, we don't drink as much as we used to. We still drink quite a bit. Um, but uh, we sit back real uh, smoke this weekend. we're doing I'm doing a smoke port butt Uh, Boston butt for my dad this weekend for Father's Day. And we'll throw some steak in there, too. i got the menu all planned for the weekend. But that's what I do on the weekends. I sit down and I sit out back, smoke cigars, have drinks, have a a bottle of wine, beer, cocktails, and smoke and and, and fire it up. It doesn't get much better than that, that's for sure. So
2: the dry aging is a very interesting process. And it is an aging process of basically preparing the beef by breaking down the connective tissues um, they're hung or placed in racks for up to you know several weeks or more in some cases um they can be hung as a primal which is the large section of the cow and or subprimal as in the cuts of new york strips sirloins ribeyes, and such <clears throat> And it's close to, if I'm not mistaken, it's close to a f- almost freezing temperature.
3: So there's, um, there's, it's definitely a science. It's, it's truly science. And it's, it's, you're really, you know, you said you broke down. You're breaking down connective tissues. And what you're doing is you're essentially drawing the moisture through uh, the protein portion of it. Um, and it's breaking down the fat. And what it does is it tenderizes it in the process too. Um, and really what it does is it intensifies the meat flavor. So the longer you age it and the longer you dry age it, um, the more intense that flavor is going to be. The flavor was always in there. It's a matter of releasing it. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of schools of thoughts on how to how to do it. That you can only can do it professionally. Uh, you you have to have X, Y, and Z in line. There's a lot of things that are important. Temperatures important. Important moisture control is entire is wildly important. Uh, cause essentially what you're doing is you, you're fermenting it to an extent. It's essentially, it's like a controlled rot. Yeah. Um, same thing when you're fermenting anything, cigars, uh, wine that we're drinking today, it's a controlled rot. If you, if you let it get out of control, it will completely break down to a certain amount. So I always compare it. Like when I talk with cigars and fermenting tobacco, it's like a compost pile. Like if you let yeah. it get out of control, it will break down. And if you don't have it in the right environment, it will go bad. Um, I actually do a little bit of dry aging on my own, um, and it's the reason I'm able to do that is because I have nothing in my refrigerator in Miami. Uh, I travel about 300 days a year, uh, so they uh, the steaks where we got the steaks from today is actually Pat LaFrieda. Uh Pat LaFrieda, it's out of New Jersey; it's in Manhattan area, New York City, and um, he's he does a ton of podcasts, and he's kind of a rock star of dry aged beef. And I think they do the best job, um, and the consistency and quality is excellent. Uh, they supply a lot of a lot of the higher end steakhouses in New York City. Um, there's this one called Beatrice Inn that does some real exotic dry age stuff, yeah. um, and uh, they're one of the suppliers for Peter Luker's as well. Okay, um, but they, you know he's talked quite a bit about how it's it's you've got to have a controlled environment, and it's really hard to do it at home. Now, I don't think it's impossible to do it at home, but you have to have a refrigerator that one can handle it, that can cycle out the moisture, because you don't want it too moist, you don't want it too dry, you don't want it too warm, you don't want it too cold. You really can't have anything else in the refrigerator, which makes my refrigerator perfect for it, because I have nothing in it. And I also live in a humid environment, so my refrigerator is constantly running.
2: Now, um, one of our listeners, Mike C., asked, you know, what's the per- is there a perfect humidity for the steaks during the process?
3: <sighs> so... So if you're looking for an actual percentage, uh, so you, you want to dry because it's dry aging. So, you know, if you, again, I'll, I'll compare everything to cigars. So that's what I do professionally. Um, cigars are perfectly stored at 70 degrees, 70% humidity. Um, I, I would say the same thing for dry aging in the way that I do it. Um if I'm storing cigars, I make sure my temperature is around 70 degrees. I make sure the humidity is around 70. If you want it a little drier, I tend to say that the temperature and humidity should be about the same when you're aging and fermenting tobacco or cigars. So if you're at 70 degrees, it should be around 70%. If you're at 65, it should be around 65. Um, that way you're not having a lot of bacteria growth. You're not breaking things down. Um, one thing you do get, you do get bacteria growth when yeah. dry age. There's like this crust on the outside that you do have to cut off. Uh that's not generally safe to eat unless you're going to render it down at a really yeah. hot temperature. Um so for me what I what I focus on so Anywhere for me between 35 to 40 degrees uh, is good. 40 degrees is going to be a little bit too a little bit too warm. It's going to be pushing the envelope a little bit. But I would say temperature and humidity should be right around the same. So if you're at 35 degrees, you should be around 35% humidity. Um, and you can, again, I'm telling you, you can do this at home. You don't need some crazy dry aging thing, but you do need something that's dedicated just to Just that. for that. If you're okay. going to use your fridge to dry age meat, that's what you use it for. That's and you it. better monitor it and make sure that, that – that all of those things are lined up Like if I were to do this in Maine Where it's a little drier environment My refrigerator is probably not going to be filtering out The humidity the way that it should be It's probably not going to be running as much My refrigerator in Miami never stops running It's yeah. always working the humidity out um, So you're just going to be in real control of it And really monitor it because it can get dangerous uh, You know if, it, if it's going to Zone where it's spoil and you're eating something that's spoiled It's not good yeah. You, know, you want to ferment you don't want to rot So I've got a question Ed, Let's say- There's no questions on this show
1: no, you're taking okay. questions. You just right. took a listener. Oh, question. I did. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so let's say I start with one <laughs> pound of beef. What's the yield after dry
3: aging? So it all depends on the on the length of dry aging. The most traditional, uh, the most traditional is about twenty eight to thirty days. Mm-hmm. Really, if you do anything shorter than that, you're not going to get. Um, you're not going to break down a lot of the connective tissue. You're not going to get a lot of uh, the flavor and moisture and, uh, pulled through. Uh, the meat, it's not going to be as tender. So really, if you're not going to dry age it for at least 28 days mm-hmm. to 30 days, you're really not going to get a benefit of it, um, I mean, I, I, the exact science on it. Uh, the one thing I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a meat scientist. Yep. But I would venture to guess you'd probably at 30 days you'd lose about 15 to 20 percent. Right. Of the actual mass yes, on and it. Then, then you're cutting away the. Yep, and the then crust. you go, and then you go 50 days. Uh, I, I prefer every, I prefer over 40, 45 or above. 50 is probably my favorite. I love the exotic stuff. Uh, mm. I've had 120 day before, which mm. was next level. Um, it gets real funky because I said, "You, every, as older it gets, the more intense the flavor the is." And people are like, "Oh, it's 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 too funky for me." Well, that's the meat flavor that's in there. You're not eating the outside. You're not eating mold. You're not eating the the outside crust. You're eating the meat flavor. Yeah. Um, so it's the the older it goes, the less yield you have. Um, at about fifty to seventy days, you're, you're probably losing about thirty thirty five percent, and then you can go on forever. I mean, yeah. there's places that sell. I mean, it's very expensive. You got to you got to think the labor and time. Right. Time's yeah. money. <laughs> so.
1: And when you're thinking about it, you're still paying by the pound, yeah. but you started with a lot more pound, So you're paying for the original poundage to start. Mm-hmm. It, so, so,
3: yeah, the older it gets, the the, the less you're going to have when it ends. The right. same thing yeah. in, in anything. Fermenting, I said, fermenting grapes, fermenting yeah. tobacco, uh, yield is huge. Um, and you're going to pay for things that are older. And, and does it make it better? I, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all a personal taste. Well, good, good question. We'll be the judge of that. Yeah, you, you, you know, can ask more que- You can ask any questions you want. Right, that was thank great. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> Ed <coughs> did supply our desserts tonight. I know me key, lime, key pie. lime pie. I'm in heaven. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna—it's
2: a feast. Oh, this yeah. is fantastic. Absolutely. <clears throat> and as you were saying, the 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 crust on the outside, or you know, you don't want to call it the the rot, or but it is a, it is a fungus, uh, a certain fungal species, and it actually the way they had way I looked it up, it actually helps in the tenderizing and. Process and increasing the flavor. Uh
3: it it does it. You know, it's there's some dry aging techniques that use like a cheesecloth or a, they'll yeah. put like a cloth over, it, which helps absorb, and then they uh, rotate the cloth out every every few days. It's it's really I mean as much as you want to do it. Um, it, it really. It, it, once it starts creating this outside crust, it's locking things in. Nothing's going to get out from there. it's just building up on the inside um so that's really for me where all the flavor comes from so like the older you can for me, the older I can eat the the more intensity of flavor is going to be there um and it's um you're not, again it, it, people that aren't familiar with dry age or they or they've had it, and they think, oh, it's a little too funky for me. The funks not from the front funks from the fresh meat that's left over after you've cut that crust off. And it is a crust. That's why I call it a crust. Like forget, you know, the names of it. Um, it gets a bad, not a bad rap because dry aging beef is huge right now. Uh, Massive. It's the biggest thing going on in, in in red meat in the, in the planet. It's crazy. And the calling it a crust makes it more acceptable. I think for other people Because like, Oh, I'm cutting this mold off or I'm cutting this, this, uh, this fungus off. You know, it's, that's where the flavor is coming from so it's like oh it's too funky for me because it's just aged too long or it's 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 the funk is not coming from the fermenting part the the funk that you're getting is the actual flavor that's yeah. in that meat uh that's just being per, uh you know being matured your ashtray is awesome by the way Yeah,
2: <laughs> my little Weber of kettle
3: ebay special right there i could have cooked these things on there
2: <laughs> well uh We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back in about a minute or so. I'm going to open up another
0: bottle of wine. (laughs) Attention barbecue fans. If you're hankering for some meat when you're on the go, I'd like you to try Two Guys Beef Jerky. It's Smokehouse Cilantro Beef Jerky with fresh cilantro and a classic blend of spices and flavors. This Smokehouse Cilantro Jerky will quickly become one of your favorites. One bite of this amazing jerky and you'll be hooked. A three-ounce bag sells for $8 and will sell you three bags for just $19.98. That's a 20% savings, but that's not all. For our Pit Life Barbecue listeners out there, we've got a special just for you. We'll throw in a bag of our bacon jerky free. This is fiery, sriracha-style bacon jerky, and it's addictive, and it's absolutely free. Three bags of beef jerky and a bag of bacon jerky for just $19.98. That's a $12 savings right there, and that's still not all. Order now and put BBQ as your coupon code, and we'll even pick up the shipping. Go to twoguys.com slash jerky. That's the number 2guys.com slash jerky. Put three beef jerkies in your cart and put the coupon code BBQ and we'll automatically include a free bacon jerky and cover the shipping costs. 2guys.com slash jerky. That's the number 2guys.com slash jerky. Three bags of the best beef jerky you ever tasted. It's one bag of the addictive bacon jerky and free shipping on the whole order. Order today because this offer expires soon. Two guys.com slash jerky. And we are
2: back. And uh, we do have a couple quick other questions here. Do you use a small fan for circulation or what's the airflow? And uh, do you recommend a hydrometer?
3: both yes yes is the answer to both of those things I, i'll elaborate on it but uh yes you, you definitely want same thing as i'm cigars so when you have a humidor you want to know what the temperature is um you also want to know what the humidity is so i would say yes on both of those um in terms of controlling humidity the fan um helps circulate the air circulation is huge so we're not just talking you know when i was talking about my fridge in miami People say, uh actually my boss, Lito dry ages at his house too. Oh, he, does and I, he? he and I started at the same time like three years ago in June. Cause we're like, we ought to be able to do this at a house, right? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's so like two weeks go by and he's like, Hey Carney, he goes, uh he goes, I started dry aging. I was I'm like, I, I did too. I'm like, as soon as we got back, I started doing it. <laughs> and because we both had a separate refrigerator. So the fans not just taking the taking the moisture out, it's it's making sure the air is moving around. You can't have it in a stale environment. So uh, they make if you wanted to turn something into a dry aging cabinet, a small mini fridge. Uh, they they make these little USB uh, type air fans that you can get that control the airflow. Uh, you can monitor the humidity uh, yeah. with a hygrometer, um, and obviously watch the temperature. Um, I got a really good friend of mine, Adam, from uh, South Florida, that does this as well, and he has the he was the one that put me on a little USB fan. Uh, instead of getting like a little fifty dollar, one hundred dollar USB fan and humidity device, uh, I just decided not to put anything else in my refrigerator ever again, and just use it for dry aging, which was a lot easier for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, both yes and yes. Definitely want a fan. Definitely want a hygrometer. Um, and it's it's not this is not a set it and forget it type thing. You really got to monitor it. It's got to be a controlled environment. Once you have the controlled environment, and you know that's going to be consistent, uh, then you then you can comfortably. Age it forever as long for me. My problem is, I, I go home and like I want to pull it out and eat it. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I very it's very hard for me it, to answer to, to elaborate on what Ed sounds and like. uh, time is money for me. Time is okay. hunger. So nice. All right, we need to get a close up on these. Yeah, we gotta we gotta get we gotta, we gotta, gotta get, get into, get into, into these things too. I mean, this is only two person I've been, today. I've, been,
2: I've been I've been pretty impressed that they, that they've been sitting here for
3: for this long so far. So my, oh my while you're getting a shot here, I'm very passionate, obviously, about dry-aged, dry-aged beef. Uh, however, I am more passionate about the actual cooking technique. Uh, there's several different ways that I did it. The ones we have today, I did it in a cast iron pan just uh, because of the venue that we're at. Um, I, I really love cast iron. I'm very simple with it. I use olive oil and salt. Uh, if you see rosemary and garlic there, that's just for uh, oh. the presentation. Oh. How about, uh, that, yeah. that didn't have anything to do with it. I, I like simple. Uh, I got asked earlier by, uh, by Mr. Jonathan who was watching us, uh, watching me cook. He said um, – And we got the key lime He goes, oh, you're going to use
1: pepper. Well, let me get the key lime Oh, here we pie. go. You can't key forget
3: one. the key lime pie here, Ed. Right? Oh, nice. You worked hard on that, bad boy. That is beautiful. So I don't use pepper because I'm using really high heat. Pepper burns. Salt really doesn't. To burn salt, you have to. You would have to create the uh, heat like the sun. Um, so I don't use pepper because it burns. I also don't use garlic because garlic has a lower burning point as well. And I also prefer to use grapeseed oil. However, uh, if you keep a close eye on it, um, you can use olive oil and monitor where it's smoking because so, I prefer the flavor of olive oil over grapeseed. So after oil. you get a sear on it, do you finish it in the oven or this is oh, all? I, I can't I can't tell my technique. No. So sous vide's big, immersion, uh, water immersion. So a lot of people use these water immersions, put them in the bags, it puts it to the perfect temperature, and then they call it reverse searing, uh, where they'll either hit it with fire on the pit, they'll either hit it with a cast iron or whatever they do. Uh, I prefer to not do that. The way I cook is called tempered cooking. Uh, So uh, these steaks we have today, the total time they were taking heat was 10 minutes. Hmm. It took an hour to cook. (laughs) So there's 50 minutes of resting in between Three different times now As I said, I, I can tell you the process But I won't tell you what exactly what I do Because I'm very proud of my technique I think it's excellent um, Everyone has a the way they like he things He heard sous vide so he came running <laughs> He did, he's, he's a little floozy <laughs> Sous vide floozy um, But uh, I, I prefer this technique I think it makes great flavor Especially for dry aged beef It really highlights it and I prefer to not use a lot of seasoning Because I think the meat stands up on its own I, I like simple um, Simple complexity uh, a great cut of meat is going to be a great cut of meat. Yeah, you use seasoning on on. Can, am I allowed to swear on this show? Yeah, sure. You use seasoning on shit. <laughs> like the French are known for great sauces because their food used to rot. That that so they make great sauces so they're they're because the food tastes disgusting so you make a great sauce so it <laughs> masks it. if you use a great product you don't have to use crazy seasoning the, the meat itself will speak on its own um, the cooking technique I use tempered cooking uh, it's very short cook times and a long rest period very short cook times and a long rest period and uh, that that for me has been the best success and one of my favorite steakhouses in the world is in Las Vegas. That's a Spanish chef, Jose Andres, called Bizarre Meat. Uh, he has one of the most advanced tempered cooking systems. He actually gets it up to, like, 1,300 degrees. Oh, wow. Highest I can do at home is about 1,000. Um, but it's very short cook times, and they're monitoring the temperature. It takes an hour and 20 minutes to cook a 24-ounce ribeye because uh, oh, wow. of the tempered cooking. Uh, but I do utilize the oven. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing with with my cooking technique, as I said, is what I'm most passionate about um, – is that side of it. I love the dry aging, I'm passionate about being able to cook it right. Uh, heat as hot as you can freaking get it. People are like what temperature is perfect, but it's hot as you can get it. I mean, I was ready to set the fire alarms off in the back. There's smoke all <laughs> over the place. I noticed the window was open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So heat, heat, hot, hot. It's never too hot. As long as you're monitoring it, tempered cooking, Not leaving it on the heat for too long. Let the heat absorb through the meat, and it should be pretty evenly cooked. So I
1: will say that, yeah, you were cooking in a challenged environment because those ceramic cooktops are not going to get you the level of heat that you want. You know, because with the ceramic, usually you can't get the heat as high. so.
3: So that's why I utilize cast iron. Yeah. And this is another one that drives some people nuts. Uh, I use cast iron on top of ceramic and glass cooktops. (laughs) like, oh, doesn't it scratch it? And I'm like, didn't you buy the thing to cook on? (laughs) Yeah. Like scratches are like a badge (laughs) of honor, right? And so my, my parents' place up home, I cook there quite a bit. And uh, my mom's like, yeah, it does scratch the top. And I was like, yeah, but it's good, right? And she goes, yeah, that's fine. She, she, it's, she gets it, and they're fine with it. And we have the replacement top yep. when you get ready to sell the house yeah. or sell the, no, the I other, can right? I can
1: buy you a new one. What, yeah, yeah, we're good. We, we just redid our kitchen, and I put in a wolf cooktop. Oh. And oh, that oh. cranks for the cast iron. You can't beat
3: it. We need to move this. We need to move this <laughs> podcast. It's all this house. <laughs> On location. That's right. One thing I really want, I want one of those in-home in-home grills, the yeah. ones that are the built-in, it's a built-in oh, on grill yeah. on the island. That's that's literally a dream to me. However, um, I, I'm going to have to be really wealthy because you need the exhaust system to handle yeah. it. Um, so the cast iron causes significant problems anywhere I've ever cooked because I, I get it really smoky. Well, I think I evacuated an entire apartment building in New York City one yeah, time. Yeah, the first thing day. I
1: do is take down the smoke alarms because they're going <laughs> off. <laughs>
2: All right, let's let's cut into let's these. Get into these babies.
3: All right, so I'm itching here. Fifty day dry aged prime. They didn't have seventy day available, so we went with fifty. I did bone in, and one thing that I do when I cook bone in is I'll, I'll cook some of the sides here, and you can you can rest the bone in the uh, in the heat, and it can take quite a bit of heat because you really the bone's the best part. Yeah. Uh, so you can really get a lot of heat through there. So we're going to cut this one open first. Here we go.
1: Oh, look at that Oh, good lord <laughs>
3: Jonathan is it rare? Yeah, it's perfect Oh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's perfect <laughs> Yes Where's Mr. Sous Vide?
2: Well, I still Gary, I still tell stories about uh, Our prime rib dinners can back we, in the day Can we zoom into this?
1: <laughs> I have <laughs> no it? real zoom
3: All right, so Get up yeah, there I'll get close
1: Oh, there we oh, go I,
3: I want This is a I'm going to call people out on, on this one sous eaters, i dare you to cook it that even dare you in a sous vide with your reverse sear where it's that even from top to bottom there's not even gray around the edges no you kidding is, me
1: oh my
2: god trying i'm to,
3: not trying to be cocky it just is what no, it that is, is
1: perfect <laughs> are, are you calling out the sous vide sissies
3: i am oh <laughs> boy oh boy look, at, <laughs> look seriously at look at that oh it's just god. ridiculous
1: Johnny, you have a look of pure joy on your face. Oh, I do. Oh my God,
2: Ed, this is this is this is heaven. Because not only because because he has the best pot, I'll sit there and drool on Facebook and in, in his Instagram
1: pages. Yeah,
3: on oh, how we refer I, to as
1: true food porn. I followed
3: that close. This is live and living color. <laughs> See, the key here is too. A lot of the times, uh, even with sous vide, anything the bone blocks a lot of the heat. So if you don't give it that, the bone uh, give it the heat to the bone. You're gonna have. Um, you're gonna have a little. It's gonna be rare here. Yeah. So we're we're like legit medium rare. I mean, look at the bone.
1: Oh, nice.
3: It's the same color as the steak. Yeah. That's what tempered cooking does. Is that that piece right there is just delicious. So we're gonna eat this thing. <laughs> 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 All right. Are you ready for this?
2: Oh, I. I've been waiting since since, since September. September. <laughs> That's about nine months. The baby's ready. I think. Well.
3: Now I also prefer pink Himalayan sea salt It's got a great flavor to it I use English grey salt off and on For different items I, uh, Lamb chops are great for um, Are great for um, uh, The grey salts It's a it's a wet salt It's real wet It's got a really good flavor to it We need some napkins um, But with steak I prefer the pink Himalayan sea salt It's fantastic I Hit it with a bunch of salt I'm a big salt guy um, the fun part about this is I know this is the pit life barbecue, so we're talking cast iron. I do this stuff on on barbecue in my house when I'm when I'm back in Maine. I, I I do this all on barbecue. I said I I do charcoal. I fire it up real hot. I get it up to about eight to nine hundred degrees minimum. Um, if you use a lot of lighter fluid, it gets it going. Now people might say, "Oh, why would you use lighter fluid?" Like it's gonna put the taste of the lighter fluid on it. You don't cook when you just put the lighter fluid on. You let the lighter fluid burn out, and the charcoals are really hot. So I use about a hundred pounds of charcoal, bottle of lighter fluid, let it burn for about an hour, and then it's good to go. Oh. Jonathan, did you see this? Did you see this? Come up here. Look at the sous vide. Come, Come here. Come here. Come here. Yeah, sous vide. All right. Let's let's eat this. All right. So here are the first bites. Fifty day, dry aged prime ribeye. Let's oh. just use our fingers. It's primal.
1: All right,
2: it does look. Oh my! It does look Whoa. good.
3: Mm. hmm That's pretty good. Hey, Jimmy, did you get a glass? Getting... All right. Now, where the wine comes into play, we took that bite there. Now we're gonna do another one. And once we've kind of like thirty percent chewed it, we're gonna take a drink of wine. And we're going to chew with the wine in our mouths. So and we're oh, going to no, swallow no, the well, wine. Hold on, I already ate. I'm going to have to. Yeah, we're on. doing the second I one. Got, i got to get back to the 30 So once you're about man, 20%, 30% chewed, you're going to take a sip of the wine. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Who's the steak in your mouth. This is riveting radio. And you're going to chew with the wine in your mouth for a bit. And you're going to swallow it. And you're going to take a breath when it's in your mouth. It's gonna open up all the flavors. It's just absolutely insane. Oh my god. That right there is one of the best experiences I've ever oh had in my god. life. Oh my god. Does that stuff taste good? Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Mm. Thank you for taking that it. That wine tech the wine thing's huge. I, I, I can't remember where I, where that was told to me. And who if they're listening and I, they were the ones that told me about it. A lot of people use wine as a palate cleanser. And it is a good palate cleanser. But really, what it's good for it enhances the food and the flavor. Like when you chewed a little bit, then you chewed it with the wine when it was in your mouth, and took a, took a swallow of it. Um, it really just opens your whole palate.
2: Oh, it did! It, you that was that was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, you you have a gift. I still like I still like my sous vide, but this is good. Well, people, you know, you just cut off the best part. Well, I was a little too much there. <laughs> Fat equals flavor mm.
2: I have to do this whole wine thing
3: again mm-hmm. And really chew it Get in and chew it a few times, three or four times mm.
2: Wow Oh my god
3: The flavor is unbelievable So that's what it's about That's how you do a steak without having to sous vide Now I, don't get me wrong It's funny, my favorite steakhouse in the U.S., is a place called Doris Metropolitan. It's in New Orleans, uh, Houston, Texas, and they have one in Costa Rica as well. Uh, I got called out on another podcast, cigar podcast. Coincidentally, th- this is my first cooking podcast. Was it on Coops? Uh, no, we were on Cigar Dojo. Okay. And it turned what in. It, yeah, we talked nothing about cigars. We, we did nothing. <laughs> we got 45 minutes in, and like, this is a cigar podcast. We've done nothing about, <laughs> uh, nothing about cigars. And, uh, I had to admit to them my favorite steakhouse in U.S. sous-vides. The reason I like sous-vide isn't for my at-home cooking. I, I think it's cheating. However, a lot of steakhouses you go to, they're busy, in a rush, got a lot of steaks going on, people lose track of time, temperature, things come out inconsistent. This is cooked consistent through. If you're at a steakhouse that's doing sous-vide, if you order medium-rare, it's medium-rare. If you order medium, it's medium. So that's why I prefer sous-vide. In a steakhouse setting, everywhere else is cheating and lazy.
2: Nice. Um, actually, we get another question from from James from uh, from the UK from Liverpool. Liverpool, asks, nice. Um, how much does a st- uh, fifty age dry age fifty day dry age? What would be like a price on that at, the, a, I, I'm, I'm at a, a grocer, grocer like or a meat gro- purveyor? Me-
3: yeah, uh, the, these steaks cost. Um, 52 dollars each so 17 ounce dry age prime uh 50 day bone in, uh bone in uh new york strip uh these were both 50 dollars each in a restaurant you'd be a restaurant's buying it wholesale so if you're buying it retail there's still a little markup on it um me personally and this is probably an advertisement for pat LaFrieda. and he ought, honestly they ought to advertise in the show i'll come on here more often. Um, but uh they they have a little bit of a markup, but still very reasonable. Th- this steak in a restaurant would be about $90 a steak uh for that size. So you're looking at about $90 bucks, uh minimum uh because they're buying it at a, at a wholesale price. Um 30 days, I would say a 30-day a, a really good dry age, 30-day strip in a in a restaurant would probably be around like 65 at the most. You could probably buy it for about 35 to 40. Um we did an inch and a half thick on this, which is about 17, 17 to 18 ounces. Uh, so these were both 52 each.
2: Yeah, nice, nice. And my, my friend Johnny Stewart, Chef Johnny, we had, he was on a couple weeks ago. Oh, you're having wine pairings with your barbecue. Guess you're trying to be like your hero, Johnny Mags. Yes, Chef, I am. I, wasn't, I, I knew about the dry-aged steaks. I didn't know about the wine. The wine was a n- nice little surprise.
3: So, so Chef will know wine is acceptable anywhere. I used to drink a lot of other stuff, too, and I enjoy it. The steak's great. It's awesome. By the way, we're eating the whole thing. This is incredible. Uh, I mean, we'll share a little bit more. But Chef will tell you, whatever you're doing and enjoying can be enjoyed anywhere. Like this type of cooking technique, tempering cooking can be done on a really hot grill outside. And I said 99% of the steaks I cook uh, when I'm up in Maine and the food I cook is all tempered cooking on a, a hot grill. I'll spend you know two hours cooking a a big tomahawk ribeye Just to uh-huh. make sure it's perfect um, But I, I, I've been fond of wine Just because of the technique I showed you You can't do that with 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 beer
2: Yeah, And what uh, wine are we t- t- in in Because this is absolutely delicious
3: So the wine we're drinking is Stag's Leap Artemis, this is my favorite wine It's from uh, Napa Valley It's from the Stag's Leap District um, Full bodied, nice dry wine Real good fruit flavors But dry fruit flavors yeah. um, For me with steak there's nothing better than this um, Napa, dry Napa cabs and um, dry Italian wines for me are are perfect with steak, uh, especially the way that I cook it. Yeah. So we don't have a lot of burnt flavors. Everything here is real fresh. Um, as I said if we'd had pepper on here, that would be burned a little bit. A lot of people want to put pepper on steak. It's fine. Everyone's can do what they want to do. I prefer not to because it burns, and I don't like I don't like that burnt flavor. If I want a burnt charred flavor. Then, then I'll do brisket or something like that, or I'll take barbecue chicken and barbecue sauce on it and burn the snot out of it if I want that flavor. And I'm doing steak, especially dry aged. The meat needs to be treated well, and what you're drinking it with needs to be cleaned the same way. Um, and the reason I like Italian wines with dry aged meat, uh, and mostly any of the steaks I cook, because uh, I don't just cook dry aged stuff. I'll do non dry aged if I'm in a bind, mm-hmm. which is fine, or if I just <laughs> want it, if I have a uh, you know hangry for it. Uh, reason I like Italian wines. Is this technique that I cook with a steak? Man, it's good. <laughs> wow. What do you think, Ed? Fantastic. <laughs> so, the, this is more of an Italian style way of cooking it. A simple Italian style of cooking steak is very little oil and salt. There's no pepper, there's no garlic, there's no rosemary. Maybe you have it in some of the oil to give the oil some flavor. Yeah. But it's a really simple style of cooking. And if it's a great cut of meat, simple's awesome. Simple's grape.
2: Oh, that is fantastic, Jonathan.
3: Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, a little wine time.
2: Oh, it, 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 it's a party here.
3: Dare I say it's
2: a Catalina Catalina wine mixer? <laughs> this is the Catalina wine you. mixer.
3: <laughs> Cheers. We got friends in the house, family. This is awesome. It's
2: oh, a yeah. party. <sighs> so it's a party. We go live yeah. in front of a live studio right. audience. So let's folks. cut
3: this other one up. We got another one here. Oh, let's if, see how perfect half.
2: If we have to. <laughs> oh, it goes right through. Like, that is fantastic. Cabs and smoky beef work great, Chef Johnny. Absolutely. Pairing Texas, you agree with us? Texas wines with RQ. Texas wines. Chef, we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, That's that, this is a cab.
3: See, again, like here, Perfect.
2: Oh, that's incredible. I
3: think I might just throw this at Jonathan when he comes up. <laughs> hit him in the face. No, 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 no. No, no,
2: no. You can't waste that. Do you you want to see me move fast? I'll get over there in just in time to catch it.
3: Steve, come try some of this, man. <laughs> <laughs> have I have I cooked steak? Have I cooked steak for you before? Yes. All right. Uh, Steve's my sales rep for uh, Northeastern United States. He's a, he's actually been to my outdoor kitchen. All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right, Johnny. You should probably
1: think about wrapping up so we can eat. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Why not? Why not? Why I not? I mean, I think you've made everyone jealous yes. enough out there. Messi, Mike can watch. The I rerun can watch. Of this. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> Jonathan. I lo- I'd love to thank you for making time. Finally, we got our schedules together and coming in, joining us, and doing all this grilling these tapes. Um where can I everybody find you on social media so they can check out some of these pictures? All
3: right, so my steak and uh, my steak and wine and cigars is the letters L F D Larry Frank David C A R N E Y. So L F D Carney. It's lots of steak, sometimes pictures of delays in airports, <laughs> um, and uh, a lot of cigars. But it's uh, it's just kind of – it is what I do, and it's uh, my Instagram is is my daily life. It's not. Like, I just post pictures up because it's it's cool or it's part of what I'm doing. I mean, it's stuff that I'm experiencing, and it's really fun to run into people. And it's been great to 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 us to make that connection of, of things I'm passionate about. And if anyone's ever got any questions or advice on how to cook something, I can give you my best advice. It may not be the best, but I think after this, you can see that it's good. Oh, it um, absolutely is. Next time, we're going to do tomahawk ribbys. We'll do tomahawk ribbys next time, and we're going to barbecue them.
2: Next time. Oh, I love that. A pot, too. Very exciting. Well, Jonathan, again, thank you so much for taking some time. I know you're a very busy man. I appreciate it. And, well, that's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you for joining us. You can catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. Catch the audio on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Spreaker Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other podcast catches. On social media, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at PitLifeBBQ. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please send your questions and comments to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, please subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Spread the word. Um, we love you guys. Thank you. want to thank you all for your support.
3: Sue Veeder's not allowed in the pit.
2: Oh, the, cha- the gauntlet has been thrown down. Well, thanks, folks, for tuning in. Until next week, keep the smoke rolling.
0: The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21, Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners, or affiliates.